This is the Fire Trainers Podcast, Season 3, Episode 3, published on March 21st, 2022. I'm your host, Rob Beckman, and our topic today is the 2022 National Train and Teacher Day. Our podcast is part of the ConcealedCarry.com network, brought to you by XS Sites, the best sites in any light. This episode is also brought to you by our friends at the FTA, the Firearms Trainers Association. Visit their website at ftaprotect.com to learn more about their instructor coverage they offer and their competitive pricing. If you are a certified instructor, then you qualify for FTA coverage. Remember, receive a special 10% off on your policy and promo code FTP10 at checkout. This episode is also brought to you by Excess Sites. Excess Sites are American-made in Fort Worth, Texas from start to finish. Our CNC machined in-house from solid steel bar stock for high reliability. We bring this podcast to support the industry, the Second Amendment, and most importantly, every firearm instructor in America that dedicates time and energy in making gun owners more knowledgeable. Today, we're joined by Administrator of the National Train Teacher Day, Clint Macro. Welcome, Clint. How are you doing today? I'm doing great, man. Thanks for having me back on the show. It's always an honor and a pleasure to join you over the mic. Uh, it's really great to have you on because I think it's really important uh, for instructors that have a special gift to be able to reach out and help those people that are, you know, specifically helping our kids most, you know, teachers, scout leaders, religious leaders that are doing, uh, doing the God's work that are out there and helping them get trained because it's put this way, we've seen too many massacres. And if we can go along and educate those uh, youth leaders and prevent the next one uh, by a little bit or the response. Uh, that would be, you know, a great thing to have. Well, Clint, for those people that haven't listened to the previous episodes about National Training Teacher Day, can you give us a little bit of your background and what got you to start National Training Teacher Day? Well, actually, I I give a lot of the credit to Grant Gallagher, of the co-founder of National Training Teacher Day. It was really kind of his idea, you know, as we all sat on and watched the television after Parkland and saw what was unfolding there and as we learned about the details of that horrible act of evil that took place in Florida, uh, I got a phone call from Grant. He called me up and I just previous to that, I had worked with him at the uh, at NRA headquarters. He had taken the uh, practical pistol coach class and I had a uh, co-taught that down there. And he, uh, he said, Hey, you know, are you seeing what's going on? And so, yeah, of course. And he says, well, man, we got to do something about this. And, you know, I said, what do you want to do? Like, what, what's, what's your idea? And he says, we need to start training teachers. And I said, well, you know, I do that. And I, I know a lot of instructors who will train teachers, whether they do it as a, as a system or they just, you know, will take folks to the range and things like that. He says, no, no, we gotta, we gotta do a, like a national train a teacher day or something like a grassroots movement and, and do it on a certain day and show that we're actually doing something and, and, you know, exercising our rights as opposed to, you know, calling for restricting them. And I said, that's a great idea, man. And so it was, it was with, I think three months turnaround. The first one, we did it really quick. And after I hung up the phone with him, I, I told my wife what I was doing. And then, you know, within 48 hours, I had the website up and, you know, I contacted you and a lot of my other close friends who are, who are instructors to get you guys on board and help me spread the news. And, and I think that first year he, we had just shy of a hundred instructors that if mm -hmm. I recall about a hundred instructors that, that had volunteered and it, it went off very well. I mean, we, we reached several hundred uh, teachers at that time, uh, not quite a thousand as I recall. Uh, and, you know, people were very appreciative that we offered that training and, and we really wanted to, as, as a grassroots movement, independent instructors getting together and offering training for free to those teachers and school staff and administrators. 
uh, so that they could be more prepared, maybe take measures to deter. And if a situation like that were to happen at their school, they could, you know, may, maybe know better how to fight, know how firearms work, know how to put on a tourniquet. Uh, you know, a lot of different types of training, not just gun stuff, but uh, there were, you know, we wanted to empower them to actually do something and not cower. Mm -hmm. uh, at the time, it was very controversial, but there was a superintendent in Pennsylvania uh, where he put, he basically issued buckets of rocks, five gallon buckets of rocks and put them in every one of the classrooms. And by policy at that school, there was no way that they could have teachers armed in that school by policy. So his workaround was, well, if I can't get people armed, then I'm going to give everybody rocks. And a lot of people in the industry kind of chuckled at that and, and maybe thought of that as a negative, but I thought that was a fantastic idea. You know, a firearm, in my opinion, is the most efficient tool of self-defense. But if that's not possible because of, you know, because of the laws or because of the policy of the school, then I thought that was a pretty proactive measure. And frankly, I don't know about you, but if, if a bunch of people are pelting you with rock, probably going to slow down whatever it is that you're doing mm -hmm. and uh, maybe even stop you from doing those things. So we really wanted to make sure that it wasn't a gun thing. National mm -hmm. Training Teacher wasn't and still is not about guns per se, but we want people to be able to arm themselves with information, with tactics, and with tools so that they can better equip themselves to deal with these types of uh, evil people if they were to happen to darken the door of these schools. You know, some of the gun training is was defensive and tactical. Some of it was just, hey, you want to know how a gun works? You know, I think if, if every teacher knew that when a gun went to slide lock, there's a moment when the gun can't go bang anymore, you know, and that's the time to throw a chair or everyone jump on them and dogpile on the guy or, or whatever, whatever the case mm -hmm. may be, or run, run down the hall to the other building. And so many of our fellow Americans aren't, aren't savvy to how firearms work because training, because of mandatory training, because of stigma, whatever training is only for the gun people. It's not for everyone anymore. Uh, so we wanted to make sure that that type of training was available. And of course, those that could legally carry in their school, we wanted to help promote how to do that and do that safely and efficiently. Mm -hmm. Do you have any numbers on the number of people that you've uh, reached in the last uh, five years or um, uh, number of instructors, uh, number of classes that have been taught in the last five years? Yeah, you know, I, I hate to say that I don't have exact numbers. One of the failings that we've had, or I'll say that I've had as an administrator is getting data back from the instructors. Mm -hmm. uh, the instructors did, haven't always sent me reports back. And uh, matter of fact, I was at the USCCA Expo last uh, last fall, and I talked to uh, one of the volunteer instructors was there, and she says, oh, yeah, last year we had about 80 people we ran through. And I said, why didn't you send in your course report so I could find out about that? But mm -hmm. I do know that uh, over the years, we've definitely reached thousands of teachers with our efforts. And there've been hundreds of instructors that have offered training. Uh, I think it was the third, second or third year in California alone, there was a, a range in Apple Valley that ran uh, just over a hundred, hundred teachers through teachers, school staff, and administrators. And they had uh, several, several instructors that came and helped out with it. Uh, but I found out about that af way after the fact. Mm -hmm. So this year, I'm hoping that uh, we, we're, we're trying a few different things to get better data and, and better numbers. Um, you know, a lot of the people would sign up through the website that I set up 
nationaltrainateacherday.com. But, you know, the grassroots nature of it, a lot of the instructors are just doing all their promotion locally too, mm-hmm. which I'm okay with that. You know, I, we need to reach the people however we can. And, you know, some instructors got in touch with a local school district. And if that school district was open to it, they sent a lot of their teachers there. Uh, two years ago, uh, when we had it, I had two school districts contact me that were uh, private school districts, and they sent a bunch of teachers. I think I had I had 30 people in that class, as I recall, and I had uh, five other instructors that came out and helped me out that day. So it was a good day. So um, the first year, here, I know we were just shy of a thousand. I think probably more than that, but I can say just shy of a thousand. I know that data. Uh, the second year, uh, we were reported about the same, but I know there was more than that. Mm-hmm. Uh, the The COVID year and then the post COVID year has been a little bit difficult. Uh, when COVID hit in hell, that was how long ago was that? Now that 20, was twenty two years. Yeah, 2020. Wow. Two years ago. Imagine that. Well, uh, we originally had it for the same weekend we're doing it this year. And when the COVID hit, uh, a lot of ranges were still closed down. A lot of instructors didn't have their classrooms available. So we we went ahead and at the last minute kind of moved it. And we did a later date in August, figuring by then things would have calmed down. But of course, it wasn't the case in a lot of states. And I don't think anyone in California put on any classes on the, at the you know the newly uh, moved uh, August date, so it was it was a little bit spotty. But even then, I know we were over a thousand people that uh, went through and took part of the training that mm-hmm. year. Uh, so we're hoping the fifth annual, which is going to be on June eighteenth, June eighteenth, twenty twenty, we're hoping we can we can break some records and I can have some more data that I can say with 100% confidence we had this many people run through the program. Mm-hmm. But uh, second year, we expanded it, not just for teachers and school staff administrators, but we added in too, uh, anyone that works with youth in a leadership capacity. Uh, we had several people who ran uh, boyce troops or who had Sunday schools, or we had clergy uh, that reached out and said, hey, we'd like to take advantage of this training too. And a lot of the instructors would would call me or send me an email and say, is it all right? Said, yeah, let's, I mean, if they're asking for it, let's do it. And so at the time, Grant and I, you know, kind of put our heads together and said, hey, if they work with youth in a leadership capacity, they are a teacher, they're a mentor, they should also be able to take part in this training. So uh, if you are a school staff, if you are a teacher, if you are an, an administrator, or if you work with youth in a leadership capacity, whether that be in church or you know, some type of civic group or youth group or Boy Scouts or, or whatever, then uh, feel free to, to uh, reach out to one of the instructors and take advantage of the training opportunities that will be offered on June 18th, 2020, 5th Annual National Train and Teacher Day. You know, the, the two things that I think is really kind of neat is from the uh, people, the students that take these classes, um, they're empowered with, you know, knowing a little bit more about, you know, firearms, as you were talking about, they're also empowered when it comes to medical advice and who hasn't been in some kind of situation sometime in their life that they haven't been around some kind of medical emergency, you know, heart attack, stroke, um, you know, car accident, you know, somebody cutting their uh, themselves with a knife, you know, in a kitchen, different things like that. Mm-hmm. And it's really making a big difference. Uh, I think from that standpoint, cause you're powering people to know what to do before those first responders get there. Cause we all know that as great as nine one one is and the minutes, you know, they take only a couple minutes to get there. We know that if you're in a life-threatening situation, that could be too long. 
But I think also on the flip side of it, it's also a great opportunity for instructors to go along and give back to the community, the community that's coming to them to take classes on a regular basis, to come to the ranges, do those types of things, which not only, you know, helps them from a, you know, community involvement and something they can brag about with that, but also from the standpoint of, I'm sure if you're offering a class and you taught, you t- say you taught my wife, you know, emergency first aid. I would probably be more likely to come to you if I'm if I'm looking for a concealed carry license or I'm looking for an advanced class than just to Joe Blow um, down the street because I'm like, hey, you already gave my wife a free class. You believe in what she's doing, and I'm just trying to protect her. So you know, it gives me some free advertising all at the same time within the larger community, and it's do- done in a positive manner because who can really argue with going along and teaching you know uh, youth leaders valuable skills that could save their lives and the, and the youth that they're in charge of. I mean, I don't, I can't see how you can, how you can argue with that. Oh, absolutely. You know, it, the, the gun may not be for everyone, you know, even if, even if they are allowed by statutory law or by policy to carry a gun in school, that's, that's a, a big choice and a big commitment. So no matter what, knowing how to use those medical devices, you said is, is mm-hmm. a great thing. And frankly, you know, uh, I carry a gun anywhere that I can carry a gun legally. I carry a gun pretty much every day wherever I am. I also carry a tourniquet and and a med kit on my ankle. I carry that with me every day. And frankly, it's it's not always convenient. You know, I th- I think when I go to the doctor's office and I and I get weighed and then I take all the stuff off and get weighed again, I've got like sixteen pounds of garbage <laughs> that I carry on my body. Well, not really garbage, but you know, the everyday carry stuff adds up with weight. But I've had to use that tourniquet a couple times with car accidents and other things. And I've not yet, and I hope I never do. I pray to God before every class and and every evening that I never have to use that gun to defend myself, but I carry it. And Mm -hmm. if I use that gun, the likelihood of me needing to use a tourniquet is reasonably high. So it makes sense that that would be part of my everyday carry as well. So one of the things that I I really have to salute the USCCA uh, with the instructor development and you as a training counselor for USCCA as well, uh, you can attest to this, uh, as a training counselor and as, as a curriculum, as an organization, the USCCA does a great job of empowering instructors to go ahead and talk about that medical training. And during our D during our safety briefings, Mm -hmm. not just go over, here's what happens in an emergency, but, Oh, look, this thing here is a tourniquet. Have you seen one before? Hey, let me show you the quick down and dirty way to use it. By the way, if you'd like to take a medical class, by all means, come come take one. I've got them teaching one next week or whatever. But we don't shy away from that. And I think that's a wonderful thing because whether it be setting up a, a plan for a school, your home, a place of business, or just your everyday carry, that medical that, that medical infrastructure really should be there because it's probably going to be needed before other things might be needed. Well, and and you know, if again, nothing if else you, will be needed you afterwards, gun, you'll, you'll need it afterwards. Yeah, exactly, if you have to go exactly. to a gun. Yeah. So it's very good. Yeah. And especially but, with national train of teacher day, if, if uh, there is an act of evil that takes place, you know, the, the, the data that we have, you know, and I'll, I'll quote the kind of the mass shooter threat from the USCCA, the average response time, for when those police officers actually get there and into the building is around four minutes. And, you know, some places it was quicker that some places it took longer, but you know, how fast does it take for body to bleed out? If you have a, a really nasty cut on an appendage 
to where mm-hmm. you've got arterial bleeding. I mean, you could bleed out in less time than that. So being able to put a tourniquet on someone is a very important skill. And even when those first responders arrive, if there's still an active threat in the building, and this has to be a horrible, horrible decision to make, but that police officer is going to step over top of you while you bleed out to go take care of that bad guy. Mm-hmm. So it's very important that those teachers uh, feel empowered to be able to apply a tourniquet or put on a bandage and, and also to encourage the school board to invest in the money to have those types of kits in the classrooms. Yeah. You, you touched on it. Um, your sponsors, who are the sponsors for national training teacher day? Well, I'm, uh, I'm very pleased to say that the USCCA, the United States concealed carry association, Sabre red and taser have all pledged to sponsor the fifth annual uh, USCCA and, and Sabre both came on board the second year for our second year as a, as a sponsor. And then taser came on for the third year. And basically what it means is a sponsor, any certified instructor that teaches their respective curriculum, if they submit a roster ahead of time, there's a, there's a, you know, a lead time that has to be taken place. They submit a roster to those parent organizations. Those organizations will send that instructor free training supplies. So, Mm -hmm. you know, the USCCA has fantastic textbooks, Sabre pepper spray. They have, I call them lunch boxes, but there's a, a kit that has a textbook and uh, some some training pepper sprays that are that shoot water, and then they have a live canister that they add in there as well. And then Taser has cartridges for their Taser guns that they can use in the classes as well. So uh, the the sponsors have really helped us help the volunteer instructors defer some of the costs because part of the deal of being a volunteer of National Train a Teacher Day is that you offer all this training to those folks for free on that day. And, you know, some, some instructors will have a regular class book that day. And if a teacher signs up, they comp them. Other folks are renting the range, getting the classroom and all the materials and supplying it out of their own pocket. Or maybe the local sportsman's club will donate the range for that day or whatever. But uh, the, the deal is that it doesn't cost teachers, school staff, admin, or those youth leaders any money on that day for that training. So it's been very helpful uh, what USCCA Sabre and Taser have done to help the instructors help to empower our end users, which are those teachers, school staff, admin, and and youth leaders. Yeah, we, we've uh, we've had all three organizations on the podcast talking about their instructor programs, and I can't think of a better way of really giving back to the community by going along and picking out uh, these courses that you can essentially put on for free and with probably a little bit of finagling, getting whoever you're renting a uh, classroom or a range from probably to do the same thing. And then at the same time, um, it's a great opportunity to get your name out in into the community of what, about what you're doing, because uh, I could see a press release going along and saying that, Hey, you know, your organization is sponsoring this national train of teacher day for free training. And what, newspaper or radio station wouldn't like to go along and advertise that and get that get that word out for the teachers you know everybody loves teachers so why wouldn't they want to go go along do that that's that's really great yeah this this year too we have uh, not sponsors but we have some partners too that are really helping to spread the gospel Uh, we have dc project we also Mm -hmm. have a girl in the gun shooting league and the armed women of america which was they're, they're kind of in a transitional phase of changing the name of their organization, but uh, many people will know them as uh, the well-armed women shooting chapters. Uh, so they've all pledged their support to help me spread the word. Frankly, well-armed women, uh, uh, they helped me very much the first year. Uh, I got in contact with uh, Carrie Lightfoot, who 
is the owner of the well-armed woman. And uh, at the time, I think she was running for NRA board and was, was very preoccupied and didn't come on board as quote, an official partner or anything like that at the time, but she sent out a release and, and uh, a call to action to her cadre. And a lot of the initial instructors that volunteered uh, for the first year were uh, uh, instructors and people that worked uh, heavily with the well-armed women or well-armed women, excuse me. So uh, they're back in an official capacity now. Uh, we just had a, uh, actually on Meet the Pressers, I was on as a guest guest co-host on, on my own show that I produce. And uh, we we had uh, uh, Robin Sandoval and mm-hmm. Diana Muller and uh, Michelle Camp, who all came on to talk about their involvement. And, and of course, the great things that their organizations are doing, too, for the Second Amendment and, and for empowering fellow Americans to exercise their rights. That sounds really great. Since you touched on the topic, if I'm an instructor and I like everything I've heard, I want more information to sign up. How do I sign up? Yeah. Well, if you visit national train, which is a long address, I get it. National train, uh, you can go on a volunteer page. You fill out a little form of, uh, I, I, anyone that's listed on the website, we make sure that they're, uh, they're, a USCCA, an NRA instructor, ICE training instructor, or law enforcement. And mm-hmm. So you put in your information. I just double check that against the databases that that are at NRA and USCCA and and wherever else I need to to vet those folks. Uh, and then I'll list you on the website. Uh, the website is is uh, has a, a tab where you can find training where where the end user can find training, and I put your information on there and. There's a very, very rudimental, simple form, but people type in their name and their email and hit send. And then you get an email as the instructor that says, uh, you know, uh, Mrs. Johnson signed up for your class. And then it's on you then to contact that individual and and give them all the details. Um, I'm hoping one of these days I can update the the website, but, uh, you know, it's, it's an all volunteer organization and and quite frankly, I've got a lot of stuff going on, and it's hard for me to keep up with the website as it is. When someone volunteers, it takes me on average seven minutes to put in their information, add them to the email list, send out the the constant contact updates and the press kits and stuff that that I get out to all the instructors. But uh, the volunteers have all been very gracious with their patience with me because they'll sign up, and then maybe they don't hear back from me for a couple of days. But it's a, it's a lot of work, but it's it's gratifying, man. You know, uh, yeah, yeah. Last year I didn't get to teach. I didn't, I didn't have a class that went on because I really didn't do much to promote my local class, but, you know, hearing back from all those folks that, that did get to reach out to those, to those teachers, school staff, admin and youth leaders and hear all the good things they did. It's, it's kind of nice to know that like I had a big part in that. Yep. That's really good. Uh, you were telling me before the show, um, you've got a couple states that you're really looking for. Um, can you name off what those states are that you're still missing instructors for having, you know, a complete 50 state coverage? Oh, absolutely. So I'm in 45 states right now. That's what we've got. Uh, we did pick up another state, uh, about a month ago, but, uh, here are the states that I need. Okay. Drum roll, please. Vermont, Idaho, Rhode Island, Hawaii, and Maine. So I know some guys in Rhode Island. I think I'll twist their arm and see if I can get them to sign up and, and volunteer. Uh, but uh, if if you are an instructor in Vermont, Idaho, Rhode Island, Hawaii, or Maine, and would like to volunteer, it would be very, very cool if I could say that 
National Train of Teacher Day was available to people in all 50 states. Uh, you know, there certainly are some states where I've got a lot of volunteers, uh, so much that even some of the volunteers have worked together to try to, you know, do bigger events. Uh, but there are those five states. I, I need those volunteers. So it's a call to action, calling out all you instructors out there if you'd like to step up and, and help us offer this wonderful program to all 50 states. That's, uh, that's great. And where can teachers sign up again if they're interested in taking uh, one of your courses or, or finding yeah. more out about a course? Yeah, all the information is on nationaltrainateacherday.com. Uh, there, there's some more information. There's, uh, in, there's a page for instructors who would like to volunteer their services. They can sign up or teachers, school staff, admin, or youth leaders that would like to connect with an instructor in their state. Uh, they can go on to the website and find those instructors and connect with them. And if you are a teacher, school staff, admin, or youth leader, and you can't find someone near you, or if there's someone in your state, but they're far away, get in touch with me and I will do my level best to find you somebody to offer you training on National Trainer Teacher Day. Uh, my contact information is on there. I'm really not that hard to find. Just Google me. You'll find me. <laughs> Definitely. <laughs> Uh, and the last, uh, for our instructors, um, how would you uh, suggest that they effectively engage media to promote the national train of teacher day in their, in their local area? Okay. Well, I send out a, a, basically a promotions kit to all of the volunteers. And in that I've got a kind of a stock, you know, uh, a stock press release to where that you just kind of plug in your name and your, your information you know, it's like a couple like 10,000 foot view talking points about National Train of Teacher Day. I, I recommend using that. Send that out to all of your, your newspapers in the area. Um, most newspapers have a way to contact them through their newsroom. So they may even have a special tab on their website for press releases. Uh, you can do that. But also, you know, contact, you know, look on the newspapers, look on the radio stations on their website, and you'll probably find someone that maybe is doing community news or maybe even education news. There might be someone that reports on a subject that would be applicable to what we're doing for National Train of Teacher Day and reach out to them, tell them what we're doing. Mm -hmm. um, you know, the more awareness we can spread, the better, because that that's ultimately going to mean more teachers, school staff, and administrators take advantage of the free training that we offer. And that's going to save lives. Uh, and, you know, even if a, a teacher or someone can't carry a gun or they can't bring in a tool of self-defense, whatever it is, because of the law or because of the policy, what better advocate for change is there than a well-educated person and a teacher to boot? Mm -hmm. You know, really one of the big talking points was that we, that we really wanted to stress is if you want to defend yourself and someone that you love, you shouldn't be precluded from exercising that right because of your job. And teachers have every right to defend themselves and their and those that they love just as much as anyone else. And that shouldn't end when they walk on the school property. You know, if they can carry a gun and defend themselves and their family out in the park or on the sidewalk or at their home, why shouldn't they be able to do that at school? And and that ultimately uh, that message is better served if it's the school staff and the teachers that are making that point uh, to their school boards and to the leadership at their schools. So that's another reason we wanted to empower these folks and, and help them to, to uh, be good advocates for change, right? 
Yep. Great points out there for uh, uh, promoting and uh, getting uh, youth leaders involved in National Training Teacher Day and to get your uh, business out there in the in the forefront of educating the public in responsible uh, ways of defending themselves. So that's great. You know, super. Well, Clint, we've been asking all our guests this year, a special question and that can you name an influential mentor who has helped you get to where you are today? Mm, that's, that is a tough one. And, and, you know, I, I have to, you know, drop the fourth wall to anyone listening to this. You had warned me about this question before we started <laughs> to roll here. And, uh, there's been a lot of people in my life that have helped me get to where I am. And, and some of them really have nothing to do with the firearms industry. And some of them are Titans within the firearms training industry. You know, I, I to be quite honest, uh, I think the biggest mentor to me is, is not necessarily someone that taught me something, but someone that has supported me my whole life is my wife. Uh, mm -hmm. She has, always been supportive of all the crazy stuff that I do. You know, uh, most of my life, I'd say, you know, the, the, I actually, uh, all of my life I've worked for myself and working for yourself. You know, people ask you, what's the secret to having your own business? I said, marry someone that has a steady job. <laughs> <laughs> you know, she's always, she's always supported me through, uh, you know, some very lean times and, and working in different industries. She's always been there to support me. So, um, uh, I think I probably owe her more than anything than anybody else when it comes to my success of where I am now. Uh, you know, other people that have certainly been an influence of, to me in the industry has been Rob Pincus has been a great influence and very influential. He's been very helpful to me professionally. Uh, he's, he's a friend, but also, someone that I can go to and ask for advice. Um, Mike Hughes and Britt Lentz from Next Level Training uh, have been very gracious with their help. Uh, matter of fact, if it weren't for Mike Hughes, I, I probably would not have been able to do those videos for the NRA that I did, which really kind of kicked off, you know, my becoming more of a regional thing as opposed to just a local instructor. And and, you know, that ultimately led to other things to where I was doing things across the country. And now, man, I'm trained, I'm traveling all over the country doing training now. And, You're a busy and, person. And, that's uh, for sure. Instructor. <laughs> Very busy. Yeah. Well, you know, I, I, if, if I don't stay busy, I get bored and something else too, when you work for yourself, uh, if people like to work with people who are busy. So if you're busy and you're in demand, then folks just seem to want to work with you. So the, the phone continues to ring. Well, that's a, that's a good thing. We always like it when the phone rings. Well, Clint, where can people find out about the classes you're teaching and more about your, uh, uh, uh what you're doing? Yeah. Well, uh, of, of course, anything related to national train a teacher day is national train a teacher day.com. Uh, that's where you can, uh, see anything that's going on with national train a teacher day. My personal website is the trigger pressers union.com. That's my personal training company, trigger pressers union.com. Uh, I don't have a, a very robust schedule listed right now. Uh, however, I've been adding some dates for the summer and got some dates coming up on the personal defense network training tour. I'm going to be hosting Rob. Rob Pincus is going to come out in April. Those dates are on there. Uh, actually, uh, meet the pressers where uh, Matt Mallory and I were hosting uh, Masad Ayub for his MAG-20 and his instructor develop his uh, defensive instructor class. That'll be happening in Oh, I want to say November. I want to say November. It, it'll be on the website. 
so that's coming up. Uh, and, and I've got some other local class going on in the Pittsburgh area. November 5th uh, the also 9th with, for, Mus- for Moss. Oh, so you have the day. Okay. So you know better <laughs> than I do. <laughs> I'm hosting them. <laughs> Word travels fast. I'm sorry. Like, <laughs> yeah. The, the calendar just runs into each other. Like This is February still, right? <laughs> yes, it is for a couple more days. Yeah. Yeah. So, you know, meet the pressers. Uh, Matt's really been doing some great stuff. I recently kind of stepped away from in front of the camera. Uh, for a couple of reasons, but I'm still producing the show and, and putting the show together and editing it and working in that leadership capacity. Uh, occasionally I'll jump on there as a guest host. Uh, we just recently did that episode for national trainer teacher day. Uh, that's, that's been great. Of course you can see that on YouTube, but the website is meet the Uh, one of the other things that's just really taken off for me is firearms owners against crime. Uh, our, our Second Amendment organization in Pennsylvania, we we split off into two groups. We were a political action committee, and now we broke off. We we're a political action committee, and we're the Institute for Legal, Legislative, and Educational Action. And uh, for various reasons, I've been kind of voluntold, <laughs> and I've been uh, doing a little more work, taking on a little more responsibility in that organization. And I'm proud to say recently we got uh, a strengthened preemption bill uh, through the House and the Senate and also constitutional carry through the House and the Senate. And un- unfortunately, our governor vetoed both of those, uh, which really wasn't a huge surprise, but uh, uh, it was a lot of work. And a lot of people put in a lot of time to help make that happen. And and I tell you what, we know who our friends are in the legislature and we know who our enemies are. Uh, when I say enemies, people who believe that government should control who exercises their rights. Uh, in regards to, uh, you know, constitutional carry, you know, without constitutional carry, we have to get permission from a government official to be able to exercise our Second Amendment right in public. And so we know who those folks are, and we're going to do our level best to help promote their ousting come the next election. Uh, And if we are fortunate enough to get a pro-gun governor in office, I think we'll be able to run both of those bills back through pretty quick and and make uh, constitutional carry a thing in Pennsylvania. Yep, the voter is the one that has the ultimate control. We just have to uh, exercise that control and let our legislators uh, know, you know, what our opinions are and who's who's actually in control with everything. So. Yeah, well, the, the first the first step in gaining back our rights and our liberty is to realize that very thing. Mm-hmm. You know that we are actually in control, and then we just have to be prepared to deal with whatever fallout there is for those who are in elective office that disagree with us. Most definitely. Well, Clint, appreciate your time again today. Um, great information on National Training and Teacher Day. Encourage everybody to reach out and try to fit into their schedule because uh, it will be very rewarding for the years that I've done it. Um, you meet some great people and you also get to go along and feel like you're really helping the community as a whole because that's, uh, that's the only way we're going to survive is as a community. So thanks, Clint, for your time and take care. Yeah. Thank you for all the good work you're doing, man. I'm, I'm very, very proud of you with this show. You're reaching a lot of people and you're doing great things, man. Keep it up. Thanks, Clint. That's a wrap for this episode. And let's announce this week's podcast prize winner. This week's winner is Monica. And you want a $50 gift card to SSPI wear. Monica, keep your eyes open for an email from concealedcarry.com. Next week's prize giveaway is a palm pepper spray. Remember, entries do not carry over from week to week, so visit podcast.concealedcarry.com to enter in for this week's prize giveaway. Visit our sponsors, especially the Farm Trainers Association at ftaprotect.com, and check out their instructor insurance. 
being a certified instructor was the first step in your training. And the next step for a responsible instructor should be insurance coverage. Remember to use promo code FTP10 for 10% off. Subscribe to our podcast, all the concealedcarry.com podcasts. Share this episode with your friends on social media. You can also search all our podcasts at our website, firearmstrainerpodcast.com. Do you have a suggestion for a new topic? Comments on this episode, or you have someone you'd like to have us on the show, email me at FTP at concealedcarry.com. We bring this podcast support in the industry, the Second Amendment, and most importantly, Every firearm instructor in America dedicates time and energy into making gun owners more knowledgeable. Stay safe, everyone. Concealed Carry Inc. and ConcealedCarry.com strives to share helpful information and education about gun-related topics, training tips, and other things that may potentially have legal implications for its listeners. The information contained in this podcast is intended in good faith, but it is important to understand that laws vary from place to place, and we encourage listeners to seek local legal advice to understand laws that apply to them. Nothing in this podcast should be misconstrued as legal advice or counsel.